Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Pam Lopez with Customer Focus Strategies. Welcome, Pam. I appreciate your having me on today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about customer-focused strategies. How are you serving folks? Sure. So we are a women-owned management consulting firm in the Atlanta area, and we've been in business for about 22 years. And we really specialize in a couple of things. First of all, a relentless focus on the customer and also bridging the gap between strategy and execution on our projects. So uh, how'd you get into this line of work? So I worked in corporate America and so did the other founder, uh, co-founder Suzanne Beisner. And we worked with a number of consultants while we were in corporate America. And while we had some good experiences, we always felt like there could have been something more. There was a new business model. There was a different way of partnering with the customer. And so we really created customer-focused strategies to do just that, to be kind of an extension of our partner's team, to be that, that true go-to partner and somebody that could really work with you and connect the dots across your organization. And that's proven to be successful for us in our in our journey so far. So when you're talking about customer focus, what exactly do you mean by that? Sure. So we work in about five different areas, and that's where we specialize. So there are projects in product management, anything to do with sales and sales advancement, marketing, anything to do with that. And a lot of that's digital marketing these days. And then customer service. So that could be both the strategies or the operational execution of that. And then training. So we don't do all training, but we do training as it relates to those other four core disciplines. And in each of those, we try to think of the customer in three different ways. They're always at the center of what we do. And it's the our customer, our client, and our nimbleness and flexibility and responsiveness with them. It's our client's internal customers. And then it's also our client's end customers. So we try to bring the voice of all of that together in a project. And it really forms the foundation for everything we do. And we believe so strongly in that, that that's why we put the word customer in our very name of customer focus strategies to be that constant reminder. It's really in the fabric, the very DNA of who we are as a company. So now what is the pain that your customers are having where uh, CFS is the solution? Like, is there something that is a symptom of a problem that that's when they start kind of reaching out to you? Well, we can help them in a number of areas, but if I go back to kind of those five areas that I talked about before, what what we've noticed is that between sales and marketing, or it could be between marketing and customer service or the training organization and sales, that there can sometimes be some pain points, some friction points. And all of those groups that we talked about, sales and marketing and customer service and the product management teams, they all are doing things for and with the customer and really helping those groups to work well together and to think about the implications of what you're doing in your role inside the customer and how it affects those other stakeholders and how you can be a better partner to them and those ways of working that make the end better than the sum of all the parts. 
Now, do you find that when you're working in those kind of different areas that there are friction, there is maybe not congruence and clarity of messaging across all of those different constituents and that that's where sometimes the friction occurs? Absolutely. And, you know, Lee, we've had customers that have told us, guys, you're really good at learning our business and then helping to connect the dots. So that's what we're all about. You know, so we'll be in a meeting working on one project. We'll maybe have to interview some other people from an adjacent group and to understand, you know, their point of view or those friction points that we talked about. And as we're talking to them, we'll be, you know, did you realize that this other group over here is doing something similar? You may want to reach out and talk to them. So it's that it's that connecting of the dots too that we really love to do and our customers have told us we're, we're good at. Now, do you work a lot with those kind of fast growing companies where the growth is so explosive that it's difficult to keep everybody on the same page? Well, that's a great point, Lee. And, and, you know, a lot of us in our company started out in the wireless industry. And some of us started out in the early days, kind of the wild, wild west as it was. And we were struggling so much just to keep up with growth that nobody had time to document anything. So we work with clients of all different sizes. We tend to work with a lot of medium size companies and larger size companies, even some of the Fortune 100 and, and Global 500. But we find that there some of the same principles carry across that. And we can work in organizations where they're very established almost too much so. And we have to kind of teach them how to be more nimble nimble and flexible and provide that reminder. And then we also can work in those startups or those really high growth areas where, you know, we might go in to do discovery on a project and we have a list of 25 things we'd like to see. And they say, yep, that'd be great. That's part of why we need you here though, because we don't have any of that documented. So that's, that's what makes it exciting is that we're constantly working with different types of customers and they're at different stages in their own journeys. Now, do you ever work with uh, like private equity firms or VCs to help uh, when they're doing a merger acquisition? Uh, we we haven't done a lot of that to date. We do think that's something that we, because of kind of our holistic approach that we take and the unique kind of cross-functional backgrounds that so many in our team have and just our years of experience that we really can be helpful. And we have consulted with friends of ours that are you know in that industry and have clients that they're working with or startups that they're working with. But we tend to work a little bit more with the customers themselves. So now what what has happened like in your career, maybe when you were younger, that um, kind of made you gravitate to this customer philosophy and to focus so um, focus like a laser beam around the customer experience and and how the customer feels and thinks and behaves? Yeah, I I wish it could. I could say it was all part of a grand plan, (laughs) but it's really looking back and realizing the unique things that you have in your own personal background. And so I started out my career actually working in sales for Xerox, which Xerox and IBM were two of the, the best companies back then for really giving you a great sales foundation. And then I migrated into positions of responsibility in marketing, and I was ultimately VP of marketing in, in a wireless company. And then um, I always just had kind of a curious nature. So I'd be tapped for different task forces or 
groups where they wanted to just tackle a problem and put some collective good minds on, on a topic. And through that experience, I actually worked on one project where we were recommending that we take a different approach to customer service for the organization. And the president came and tapped me subsequently and said, we'd like you to be our VP of customer service. And I said, but you realize I've never done that before. (laughs) And he said, yes, but we know the way you act and the way you tackle a problem and you won't have preconceived notions about the way things have to be done, but you'll approach it openly and, and you'll get the job done. So when I realized after Having my first child, I I took just a a brief hiatus from corporate America, and I realized that that background in sales and marketing and customer service and the various angles all about the customer, but from various vantage points, really kind of made me a little bit unique. Um, And I'm not the only one that um, has that background. And that's what makes, I think, our team at CFS uh, really so successful is that we find we found a number of people that are highly skilled in a couple of different areas. So we can start a project that might be about strategy, but we can carry all the way through implementation and execution. And it's, in our experience, kind of rare to find individuals within a consulting team that have the desire and the skill set to go across all of that and also to work in various different functional organizations within the company. So now is there any low hanging fruit for um, people that are out there that want to just do better in this area? Are there some things that you say, why aren't they just doing this or taking care of this? This is like right in front of their face. Yeah, I think it's, it's really about what I said before in terms of the customer and and really thinking through constantly those three elements of the customer, your client, their other internal partners and customers, and then ultimately the most important customer, their end customer. And, And it's surprising to me that more people don't bring kind of that voice and put all that together for the client. And so I think that's a real opportunity for all of us to get better at constantly. Now, is there any uh, kind of work you've done that you can share? You don't have to name their name, but you were um, kind of proud of or was rewarding in the sense that you helped maybe shore up an area of weakness and made a strength or you helped a customer or client get to the next level? Yeah, I think um, what I... One of the things I love doing is working with very established companies, maybe companies that haven't had to be as concerned about growth in the past and looking for new ways to generate revenue. And so it's helping them with the concepts of how could we bring on some additional revenue streams? It's helping them think through, gosh, this party has come into our industry. Should I be worried about them? and help them think through, well, yes, you should, because of X, Y, and Z. Um, Generally, that's the answer versus, you know, no, don't be worried about them because there's so much disruption, you know, that's, that's going on today. And then helping them think through the products that would be associated with some of those new revenue streams, and then doing the very hard work of vetting the product, developing the product, implementing the product, 
and then doing the life cycle management after that. Um, so those are some of the things we've done across a number of clients and I still get very excited and passionate about every day. Now, are there certain niches that you serve um, more than others? Like, do you have some specialties or more uh, deep knowledge of certain industries? Yeah, we, we do. And it's it's uh, kind of a hybrid because we started out in telecommunications. Great experience in wireless. And we've been in it since the 2G days. And now, of course, we're in the 5G. And some of our customers are already thinking through 6G. Uh, we also got into the utility industry a couple of years ago because we realized there were some real parallels between the telecommunications industry and utilities. And there were some things that utilities could could learn from some of the experiences that telecommunications had. But yet they still are both in, you know, somewhat regulated, in some cases, very regulated environments. So we got into utilities. And then we've also been um, really fortunate that our customers have taken us with them into other industries and other companies. So we might work with one of them at a wireless carrier and they go to work for somebody in the software space, for example, or into transportation and logistics or into high tech. And most recently, we have ventured into the healthcare space, which is you know a, a new space with lots of challenges, but it's, it's been very exciting. So those are some of the, the ones I mentioned are kind of the main industries that we've played in to date. So now what um, was the reason you decided to um, kind of become a member of GWBC and become a woman certified business? So that, that's actually a very interesting story. So uh, my business partner and I, when we first started collaborating 23, 24 years ago, we each had our own separate consulting firms. And we decided after a short period that we needed to create a new entity that we would market under and do all our business under. And that was Customer Focused Strategies. But Customer Focused Strategies is actually owned by our two original companies. And so we had thought about becoming a woman-owned certified company over the years, but it was kind of daunting because we really felt like to do this right, we needed to do all three entities. So it would be very, very clear that it was all women-owned, women-led. And so we did that in 20, the end of 2015, we actually got our first certification. And we felt like it was really important if we were going to do that and make that commitment and you need to recertify every year. So it's an ongoing um, commitment, but we found it to be really worth it. But if you're going to do it, you know, you really need to practice some of the things that Roz Lewis continually reminds us all of. And that is you do need to participate. You need to show up to grow up in these events and opportunities. And it's also, I constantly remind myself now because of some of that counsel that you've also got to step back and work on your business, not just in your business every day, because it's very tempting and you can stay very busy just working in your business. And so those are, those are some of the things I've really appreciated as well as the, you know, sometimes in corporate America, over the decades, you haven't always felt like maybe other people were there to support you and lift you up. And sometimes you were competing for some of the same positions, but I have not found that to be the case um, in WeBank or GWBC. It's a very supportive 
teaming environment where people are uh, willing to share and willing to support one another. And um, not only is it very supportive and collaborative, there's also opportunities to get um, opportunities, right? That it, you can really mm-hmm. leverage uh, this certification to grow your practice. Yes. And I think every year, Lee, that's become, you know, I can only speak for the last five or so years, but every year I've been involved, that becomes more important. And I think companies are really trying to make sure that they do a better job of being more inclusive to some of these diverse types of suppliers. And so there, it's really important, too, that you get to know some of what they call the corporates, the corporations that have these supplier diversity programs. And it's not just good enough to become involved in WeBank or GWBC. You've got to become involved with these supplier diversity individuals. And we've seen already just in our five years that when you go into that space, you tend to stay in in that space. So many of these individuals will go run supplier diversity for another company and you've got another opportunity there. So it's really important to find out what's important to them and to work with them and to let them get to know you and you know, it's, it's a numbers game, like a lot of things in sales are or business development. You've got to do a lot of them before you're going to find success. And it's really a long game. You know, if, if you expect that things are going to happen in the first, you know, 90 days or the first 12 months, you might get real fortunate and have something come your way. But generally, this is more of a long-term investment that you're going to make. But we have found that, you know, it has paid off. So any advice out there uh, for either a woman-owned business out there that uh, wants to start a business or just any entrepreneur out there that wants to start a business, anything that you would like to share about uh, how you've gone through your journey? Sure. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's fortitude. So this is, this is again, a long game. So you've got to have what it takes and do that self-examination for, you know, am I in a position financially? Am I in a position emotionally that I can really sustain this when the going might get tough? Cause it will at, at certain points. And do you have the resilience? Can you, can you really look at constantly trying to reinvent yourself? And sometimes that's incremental. Sometimes it, you know, COVID-19 with a lot of companies, they had to do a complete pivot. They did a step change in reinventing who they were. And then the other thing I think is this is not a one person operation. This, this is in a company, it's made up of team members and surrounding yourself with great people, people who are stronger and better than you are knowing what your strengths are and complementing your weaknesses with people who are stronger than you. I think that's really important. And then the, the other thing that I just see in all of our work that a lot of companies have trouble doing, and it's, it's difficult is really understanding what your unique value proposition is. So what do you do that nobody else does? And understanding that, I think, is really critical. And for you, uh, the thing that helps you stand out, what, what would you say is, is your kind of unique uh, secret sauce? Sure. I, I think it's that uh, relentless focus on the customer that we've talked about. And I think it's being that 
that true partner that can help you in a number of aspects in your business once we get to know you. And I think it's also that bridging the gap between thinking through strategy with you and doing the details of implementation. So we never want to be where we help you produce a strategy that sits on a shelf or is in a cloud somewhere. We like to live the implementation of that and be your partner on that journey. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success, Pam. Well, thank you so much and really appreciate the the opportunity. Now, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? Sure. It's it's customer-focused ED strategies, IES. So customer-focused-strategies.com. And there is a link there for more info and, and you'll be directed to either Suzanne or myself um, immediately. Well, thank you for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and thanks for the opportunity, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.